0: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here On the C.L. Bryant Show, emanating throughout the Fruited Plains, a flagship station, Red State Talk Radio. Just want to tell all of you, too, that coming uh, to the airwaves soon, these airwaves uh, soon, will be Black Voices for Trump Radio. Black Voices for Trump Radio. And we will be featuring some prominent um, black supporters of Donald John Trump. Not all of them will be black, of course. Uh, we'll have, uh, our good friends who are of a different hue, uh, on with us as well. And, um, I am saying to you that there is a move of foot. In fact, it is happening. There are, um, I've told you this, uh, um, I said this a couple of days ago that, um, some are saying that, you know, the percentages of the black vote can be as high this time around for Trump as 30%. If you had just my low ball figure of what's going to be coming for Trump, 12%, we're talking landslide. If you have 18%, um, like I said the other day, we're talking tsunami. Just absolutely flooding the Democrats out of office. And that's why they have to keep up the hoopla that they're keeping up, because they know, like that old devil himself, they know that their time is short. (laughs) Yes, it is. Their time is short. Uh, A little over 11 months, a little less than 11 months, 11 months, their time is short. And so they're trying to do as much damage as they possibly can by calling you all types of names and, of course, me too. I mean, they're calling me all kinds of names. too. that's fine. Never become weary in doing well, Well well-doing. Okay? Now, I was going to have on uh, earlier uh, with me um, a geologist and uh, climate change expert with me. And... um, he, uh, for some some reason, I would technically, for whatever reason, technically, we were not able to get him in here with us today. But we're going to have uh, Mr. Wrightstone, Gregory Wrightstone, um, with his author of um, uh, several op-eds, uh, 35 years in the uh, field. And it's taken him to all over the world, including China and India. You know, it's taking them all over the world. And uh, he was going to share with us, and he will uh, hear a little bit later on um, in the week, perhaps tomorrow, how this um, climate change is such hypocrisy, how this religion of climate change is such Hypocrisy. His uh, latest work, inconvenient, unconvenient. Un, un, inconvenient facts, as a counterpart to Al Gore's, who is filthy wealthy, to Al Gore's inconvenient truth. Do you know that Al Gore has made an absolute gazillionaire f- fortune off of the hoax of climate changes? It just made. He's just made. Uh, tons of money off of this, off this hoax. And do you know how much funds that are being raised off of the impeachment hoax? A lot of it. And it it seems like the Hollywood elite want to continue, you know, just pouring money into stuff that they believe is true. Obviously yeah, you don't put your money where you at least, unless there's an alternative motive behind it. And I'm telling you there is. Behind something that is, you know, blatantly false, patently false. And so it is, as I believe, and call me a knuckle dragger if you want to. That's fine. Call me a knuckle dragger. But I believe that the climate change um, climate change is a hoax as far as man-made climate change is concerned. I believe it is. I've shared this with you on other occasions, and I want to refresh your um, um, thinking on it from my point of view uh, right now. I don't believe in any way that the creature can be greater in his effect on the creation than the creator. Call me a Neanderthal, call me a knuckle dragger, but it goes along with my faith. uh, The core values of my faith. I believe that there is a creator of the universe and mankind. And I hear all the time, I hear all the time people who give credit or to the universe for bringing certain things about. Oh, yes, speak it into the universe, and the universe will bring it back to you And you know, whatever way the universe uh, chooses to favor you. I, you hear that a lot. And, 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 you know, people who say that consider themselves to be spiritual, right? Yes, uh, the universe is listening. But the fact of the matter is, folks, and, and this the facts never change. OK, the fact of the matter is, and I think most of us will agree that whether you believe in Big Bang or if you believe in the creator, as I do, the universe is a creation, is a product of something that either was spoken into existence by the creator or something that banged into existence. By happenstance. huh? I choose to believe that it was uh, spoken into existence. It was actually thought of. It was done by design. As the indications everywhere you look are. Or it just banged into existence. By happenstance. Now, you know, which you can believe whichever one you want. It, it, either, it either somebody, a, a great mind, the greatest mind did it or it just happened. And in saying that, then I don't believe that the creatures, if, if you look at it my way, if you look at it, Through the eyes of a, a creationist, a person who believes in creation, that God did it, that in the beginning, God did it. If you believe that, then the universe itself is a creation, right? And if it is a creation, then it had a creator, right? It's like the chair you're sitting in or. Uh, the car that you drive, it's a creation, Their creations for specific purposes and they are designed to do specific things and the great mind that created the universe and certainly put the earth together has seen fit that certain things happen daily and on a Scale level they happen moment by moment, like the continuation of air being here, uh maintaining the right distance from a burning ball of fire, call the sun, huh, and we boil down then to the seasons. And climate, which, if you pay attention to your meteorologist and so forth on your uh, daily newscast, if you listen to the local newscast, which I used to do, but I seldom get a chance to do that anymore, you will hear them say that back, back in nineteen twenty, back in eighteen hundreds, eighteen. Uh, 87, when we started keeping these kinds of records. Oh, it was hot that day. But we broke that record today. A record that stood since 1897 to today. You mean it got as hot today as it did back in 1887 that indicates that wow before there was industrial revolution going on in this country it was hot it's colder today than it was has been in recorded history and the lowest that we have on record, it seems, was back in eighteen seventeen thirty. <laughs> so, so is it cooling or they it warming? Because you just went over a really three hundred year period of time that weather. Has been extremely hot, extremely cold. My wife and kids, uh, we were in Phoenix, Arizona, headed for, uh, we were headed up to the Grand Canyon for vacation it's many years ago now, many years ago. It's been over 20 years ago, uh, maybe 30 years ago now, long time. And we were in Phoenix, Arizona on the hottest day that was recorded in Phoenix, Arizona. And I think it was 116, 119 degrees. It was hot. The pool at the, it was an outdoor pool at the hotel that we were staying. We figured that we could get in the pool and be cool. No, no, nay, nay. It was like a sauna. The air conditioning in the hotel was not adequate. There was nowhere you could go. This was, like I said, 30 years ago. And keep in mind, 30 years ago, they were predicting the next ice age. But there was nowhere you could go in Phoenix to be cool. Restaurants were hot. Which made me um, certainly reinforce my uh, determination to stay out of hell. (laughs) I mean, no, it ain't for me. No way there's no way you can go to get cool oh hey, cold uh you can always burn something to stay you can also always set something on fire, stay warm, oh yeah, fire man's next to flying well well even above flying, fire. This man's greatest, greatest, one of man's greatest accomplishments. Create fire. But there's nothing you can do about that heat. And what I was saying and what led me down this path was this. When we look at the design of our world then you see the hand of a creator, unless you're just totally sold out to the religion. And that's what it is. The religion of climate change and your young people. If you don't believe in this particular religion, then you are absolutely backwards. There's something wrong with you. If you don't believe in this particular religion. I don't believe in the religion of climate change. I believe that climate does change. Yeah, it does. But I don't believe that mankind, which is a creation by a creator. Has the ability to change it. I think that is perhaps the height of arrogance in humanity to believe that we, the, cre- the creatures created by the Creator, could have the power to destroy His creation. Oh, you say nuclear? Well, we could destroy the whole world with nuclear weapons. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. You could destroy you. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want you. I don't want you to get that twisted. Okay. What we are able to do is destroy us. We can kill you. Have the right through your, your own free will to kill yourself. And you have the ability to conceive of weapons that can kill you. But you cannot destroy the earth. The earth will destroy you. Oh, yeah, you can you can pollute and poison uh, any water stream you can do. You can pollute and poison any water stream. But what you will do is kill yourself by doing that. And eventually, by and large, the filtering process of the earth will cleanse itself of you. So if you want to uh, preach the, the gospel of, hey, we had better stop this or we're going to kill ourselves through our actions, fine. I can buy that because that's true. But when we talk about we need to save the earth, you know you don't. You may need to save yourself from yourself in your stupidity. But the earth will be here long after. All of us are gone, and how many billions upon billions of people have lived on this earth, and they're gone, it's still here, and one day we'll be gone, everybody who's listening to my voice, many thousands of you out there listening to my voice, one day you and I will be gone if, if uh, the Lord tarries, if he doesn't come back, if Jesus Christ does not return here in the next uh, 60 years, hey, I'm going to be gone. I'm 120, I'll be 120, uh, you know, and over 120 years old. But I think that's about how long, you know, I'm going to get. About 120 years, but that's about how long I'm going to get. So I'm I'm around for another 60. And uh, so eventually I'm going to be gone, but the earth will still be here. Seed time, harvest time, cold and heat will not cease. That's the word of God. He said that. Not going to stop. Not as long as the earth remains, the earth's gonna be here. You will not destroy it. People will be planting and people will be reaping, and the climate will continue, cold and heat will continue. It will be it'll get cold, it'll get hot on the earth. That shall not cease, and there's nothing you can do about it. Except try and use it as a political football. And that's what we're saying we're seeing political footballs being made out of things that you cannot do anything about. Call me a Neanderthal. If you want to call me a knuckle dragger, if you want to, but Hey, uh, the common sense of that is if I made it, um, you may be able to burn it up. But, uh, in the case of the earth, there are certain things that God has put in place that you cannot undo. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL.
1: Are high. our hearts are bowing in
0: cl back with you on this great day yeah it is in the usa and i want to thank god for the privilege to do uh, this show and expand it into other parts of the country uh, jane and i have told you we're uh, heading up to colorado Later on this, uh, this month and um, uh, in January, of course, we will be kicking off uh, right here over these airwaves, Black Voices for Trump radio. And um, of course, the L. Bryant show is going to still be around. We're going to incorporate uh, Black Voices for Trump into uh, this as well. Uh, As most of you know, I sit on the board of, um, the president's black voices for Trump. I am one of its founding, um, um board members. And so I look forward to, um, trumpeting, uh, to, <laughs> uh, play on words, um, what we are doing and, uh, why, why we should reelect, um, this president, this president of the United States. And what we're going to be seeing here in these next couple of days It's something that is very unbecoming of uh, us as Americans, and that is to bring about charges against an American president really for no reason. And there is none. There is no reason to bring about the type of uh, charges and exchanges toward this president that we are seeing. There's nothing nothing there. Now, what you are seeing is Republican uh is Democrat rather Jerry Nadler New York um representative Jerry Nadler uh taking over the impeachment proceedings because they are convinced uh, that the president has well they I don't really think they're convinced this is just a tiger by the tail that they can't let go of they thought This tiger would be uh, something they could direct toward uh, jumping on and clawing the president, mauling the president. But I think they have mauled themselves. And the report is that uh, Republicans, and I certainly am, uh, looking forward to Jerry Nadler, uh, which starting, you know, doing his thing. Because right now you're seeing him for what he is. He is a. Hack. He is unlikable. He is even more unlikable than uh, Adam Schiff, if that's possible. And it is with Jerry Nadler. It is. There's nothing that he's going to be able to do to sanitize his personality. Jerry Nadler is uh, very much unlikable. And uh, I believe that you're going to absolutely see that Nadler will do more harm to the Democrats' case than Adam Schiff did. Supporters of uh, President Trump predict that Nadler will damage the Democrats uh, against uh, the president who are uh, their, their case against the president uh, they say that he is prone to act in an unbecoming manner. Now Adam Schiff did this all through uh, the proceedings he acted in an unbecoming manner, strong head, heavy hand, strong handed strong-handed uh, heavy heavy-handed, uh, bull-headed uh, type of attitude, demeanor that he had, which was unlikable. He failed to turn the tide in in the direction that the Democrats wanted it to go. And uh, word on the street is Jerry Nadler, and you're beginning to see it with your own eyes, you see it in your own eyes, Jerry Nadler is uh, going to do even worse damage to the case of the Democrats than Adam Schiff did. And I say good. In Jerry Nadler, Democrats have done the impossible and managed to find an even more unlikable face for their impeachment hoax than Adam Schiff. That's exactly what's happening. And the news outlet uh, uh, that reported this also states that uh, the uh, noted that Nadler feuded has had a feud with Trump since way back in the 1980s. Of course, they're both from New York, right? It even goes in the 80s and 90s. When Trump nicknamed Nadler Fat Jerry. <laughs> Fat Jerry. Yeah. Uh, Mini Mike is what he has nicknamed Bloomberg. Minnie Mike is what the president has nicknamed Bloomberg, and uh, the president, as far back as the 1980s, has given a label to Jerry Nadler, and it is Fat Jerry. Uh, you can see why Nadler is not no, you know, is not fond of the president, but. Nobody wants to be called Fat Jerry. (laughs) Nobody. And even though Bloomberg is the 11th richest man in the world, and I'm pretty sure he's used to Donald Trump and the labels, the brandings that the president can give, but no serious candidate for anything wants to be called mini Mike. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So we're anxiously awaiting the moment that Natler takes uh, over the impeachment inquiry. Some Republican uh, uh, close to the president have said after ship, he's the most incompetent and unlikable Democrat member of the House of Representatives. Pelosi is unhappy with Schiff's performance and if she's unhappy with Schiff's performance, she just needs to wait until she sees Nadler in action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the beat goes on. This is absolutely ludicrous what's going on. Mike Tyson with Mike Tyson which is ludicrous. <laughs> Republicans noted that uh, in closed-door hearings earlier this year, Nadler repeatedly referred to the former White House communications director, Hope Hicks, as Ms. Lewandowski. In what they believe to have been a deliberate sexual smear, against her and Corey Lewandowski, a former campaign manager for Trump. And they point out that during the hearings against Bill Clinton, Natler said an impeachment of a president is an undoing of of a national election. Yet, of course, Natler is engaged in doing this himself. And I don't believe he's doing it because um, he actually believes it's the right thing to do. Natler is doing this because the president has called him Fat Jerry. (laughs) So Fat Jerry is going to have his moment in the sun. And Nancy Pelosi will be on Valium or whatever it is. She is on. Because he is definitely on something. And if any of us could figure out what it is Joe Biden takes, we may have then discovered the new recreational drug of choice for Americans. Because Joe, in his own world and in his own way, seemed to be having a great time. Yeah, Ignorance and... (laughs) Uh, is bliss. <laughs> well, the White House counsel uh Pat uh, Cipollone called it a baseless and highly partisan inquiry this uh thing that is taking place on Capitol Hill. It is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. It is absolutely ludicrous. Can the Supreme Court stop impeachment? Trump uh, was asking the question, Uh, President Donald Trump, Monday evening, lauded the House Republicans for their 110 page report, summarizing their take on the impeachment inquiry up until now, um, before asking if it is possible to go to the Supreme Court to stop the continuing proceedings. Um, Trump was saying that he had just landed in um, the U.K., United Kingdom, headed headed to London for the NATO meeting. Trump uh, tweeted prior to landing that shouldn't, um, can we go to the Supreme Court to stop it? And I'll say to you, Mr. President, there's no need to go to the Supreme Court to stop. The Democrats are going to stop it themselves. I told you a couple of days ago, all of you, I told you a couple of days ago that uh, what you're going to see is them pumping the brakes. They've got to put on the brakes. They're, they're going too fast over the abyss. They don't want to crash and burn before Election Day in 2020 when they can legitimately say they were voted out. The constituents of these moderate Democrats in places like uh, uh, around the country, uh, they're not on board with this. And so the Dems are looking for a, an escape route. They're looking for a way out. They got to have it. They got to have a way out. And so uh, I think they're going to find a way to to get out of this. It may be censure. Yeah. They may they may say, well, hey, look, we'll do this, but they can't win. They've gotten to a place now where they cannot win. And so um, they will have what's called a scorched earth policy on this and take out anybody they can possibly take out. Stock market is reacting to um, the, the president saying uh, it did react to how the president said that it may be after the 2020 election before there's a trade deal. There were so many investors who were looking forward to a trade deal before the year end. And with the president uh, the other day um, saying that this may not happen. Until after 2020 election, there are investors who decided that, hey, look, uh, maybe we ought to just wait a while. Yeah. So I am saying to you that there are people who feel as though the president has done the right thing in standing up to Trump. Gordon Chang is one uh, standing up to the president, doing the right thing saying to China, saying up to China. Gordon Chang is one of those people who says this thing, um, in expressing support for Hong Kong protests through bills, targeting China's human rights abuses. And yes, there have been Chinese human rights abuses that have gone on far too long. Not only did Donald Trump, president Donald Trump, uh, hurt his chances for a trade deal, but he might have improved them. According to Donald uh, uh, Gordon Chang on Newsmax TV, a lot of people do say that because the uh, president Trump signed those two bills on Hong Kong on Wednesday, that we're not going to get a trade deal, but it actually might be the other way around. Uh, Gordon Chang told host John Cardillo on Monday, it's America's Talk Live, it, it may not be a bad deal that the president is standing firm against China on its human rights abuses. You see, finally, folks, we have a president with the courage of his own convictions. He stands firm on those things that he has uh, a belief in, in his core values. And that's a good thing. Obama, well, he went with the the flow of the wind. If the wind was blowing in a certain direction, then that day, that's the way he was going to go. And that's basically the... uh, modus operandi for Democrats. And if you're just now catching on, if you happen to be a voter who has voted for the Democrats for years, you see how they have done. The core values of uh, black voters who have voted Democrats certainly uh, should not, could not, would not support a platform that would kill uh, uh, on on demand black babies. That would be against the core values of our foreparents in this country. They would never believe that we would represent 43% of an abortion rate in this country. Our foreparents, black forebearers who came before black people, modern day black people in this country, they would never believe, never, in their wildest imaginations, would they believe that we would represent 43% of the murders, unborn murders of babies in this country. They also would never believe that uh, you would be a part of a party that would uh support uh would, would be against traditional marriage in favor of uh gay marriage. And anybody who was not in favor of uh, homosexual marriage would then be relegated and ostracized to the um, heat bins as haters, people who hate other people, instead of people who simply believe that the way God intended it, according to his word, is the right way to go. Now, keep in mind you don't you you don't necessarily have to believe in God to get an idea that the uh, bonding, the coupling between man and woman is the way to go. Especially if you are born, <laughs> especially if you were born, and you do exist. In this country, you don't necessarily have to believe in God to see the common sense. In that scenario, right? Especially if you have been born. And what I mean by that is that somehow, even if it came about, even if you became about a test tube. There still had to be the commingling of male and female in order for that miracle of life to occur. You don't, you don't even have to believe in God. But it's, if you do believe in God, then you certainly are seeing that uh, there is in his word, and that's the Bible as far as I'm concerned, in His Word, uh, He created them, male and female. He created them, mankind, to replenish the earth. And two stallions can't do that. They can, two, two stallions can't make, can't, can drop a colt in any way. But a stallion and a filly can. C.L. Bryan Show right around the corner. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be back to close it out today right here. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You
1: thought I was worth leaving. So you cleaned me up inside.
0: Stand up for America. Then Americans stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend the in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show today. And uh, need I tell you again, yes, I do need to tell you again, Uh, the C.L. Bryant Show is expanding its footprint and um, expanding uh, here throughout the Fruited Plains of our great nation. Jane and I are making a move to uh, the Rocky Mountain State of Colorado. It's a purple state, and we're going to do whatever we can to uh, make sure it becomes red again i'm going to be helping people like my good friend um vicky marble up there and uh uh you know b- advance her um uh, agenda up there helping our good conservative friends and leadership uh, of the rockies and um steamboat institute we're going to help them in whatever way we can up there in the rockies and Certainly, uh, we will be looking to uh, expand our radio presence, um, the terrestrial stations and whatever platforms that are available to us there in the beautiful Rockies. And uh, to answer all of your questions, no, we're not going there to uh, help promote or propagate any of the the um, um, extracurricular activities that go on up there, but to try and solidify. The great uh, red state that bring back, I guess, to uh, Colorado, its great red state heritage, that it was solidly a red state at one time. And and I do believe it can be again. Of course, you have Boulder and Denver that are the um, strongholds of um, progressive liberalism. And uh, Boulder and Denver together represent the most um, hedonistic Uh, Cities in the United States. Oh, yeah, definitely so. Two of the most hedonistic cities in the United States. Great mission field it is for a minister like, preacher like me. And so that's where we are headed. And I certainly hope that we have your well wishes as we go about another page, another phase in our journey. Together over 40 uh, nearly 46 46 years and that we have been doing our thing Jane and I taking the long way around the world and it's been a really great trip uh, with um, her and I certainly hope that she believes the same thing about me bringing the show full circle here today folks the people. The process, the people, the product and the process. I've talked to you about uh, those things and uh, friends, when we uh, look at where we are right now, you are seeing that the American people in so many ways are being manipulated that in ways that they have never been manipulated before (laughs) and it's easier these days to uh be manipulated because of all of the various social media uh platforms that are available truths and untruths can be spoken and i certainly uh hope you believe and certainly hope that you have found that there is truth That uh, comes out of this program. And the truth that you must face now is that there are unscrupulous people who would like to imprison you. Oh, yeah. They like to put you in jail. If you spoke a certain truth and you also hear along with uh, the universe is watching and the universe is blessing you and the universe will uh look out for you and give you what you want um you're also hearing uh people saying things like uh well that's my truth all truth is relative and you're hearing things like that being said in these days and times. And friends, I have said to you before, I'm going to say to you again, because this is true. Anyone who thinks that everything and anything is relative, then I uh, warn you not to believe a single word They are saying to you, if you are caught up with people, if you are a person who believes that all things are just relative and there is no real truth except the relative approach that you believe at the moment, then we can't believe anything you say, can we? Not even your name when you tell us what it is, because you believe that everything is relatives and nothing relative and nothing is true. So nothing that you say can be true, because it's based upon your relative relative outlook on the rest of the world. So you may say your name is Jimmy today, but tomorrow you may feel like Tommy. Nothing is true if everything is relative. Are you hearing me? And so, my friends, that is where they're the bill of goods that they're trying to sell the people of America. They're trying to sell the people on a bill of goods, a product that says everything is simply relative. To what? To who? No, nay, nay. Uh, There is and there has to be truth. And truth, facts, don't change. A for instance that I like to use is one of an accident occurring at an intersection, a four-way intersection. Um, you know, a crossroads. And let's just say that um, you have four different people standing on each corner of an intersection. Let's say it's a four-way stop. And you have people standing on the corner's of that four-way stop a truck comes barreling through the four-way stop and it rams into another automobile boom the accident or the accident occurred that's a fact the accident occurred and that is the fact the truth is also there the accident occurred now what you have what you can establish is that an accident occurred there at the four way stop those are indisputable there's nothing relative about it but it's indisputable but what Is disputable. And where we find ourselves most times in these conversations is how it happened and the opinion of how it happened. But that doesn't change the fact that it happened, the truth that it happened. Opinion on what happened may differ opinion on who's at fault may differ but the fact of the matter is there was definitely an accident that occurred and so my friends when we look at people who are calling themselves relativists or people who deem everything as relative they can never walk away from the fact that uh, America is a land that is absolutely exceptional now there may be various opinions on uh, why it's exceptional why it's not exceptional just like it would be on who was at fault in that accident There may be differing opinions on if America is a nation that is Judeo-Christian in its nature, but you cannot deny the fact that God has somehow blessed this nation from sea to shining sea. It is blessed and it is exceptional among all other nations. It's America. You cannot deny the fact that uh, we have been a light to the rest of the world, even though you may have an opinion that America has uh, its own faults and maybe we should not be telling anyone anything about uh, how to conduct their business. You can't deny the fact that we have been very good at being who we were founded to be up until this point. America has been a great nation, and it still is. In my estimation, and in the way I look at it, and this is not relative, this is my story. And uh, you can't tell me that I'm wrong in telling my story. And my story consists of this. I am the great-grandson of former slaves. In this nation. And my story is that you could not tell my story anywhere else in the world but here. That's not a relative point. That is not a point that uh, is up for debate. It is my story. I have met people from other parts of the world who had relatives who look like mine, who had similar upbringings as mine. But their story of triumph over great tragedy could not be told anywhere but here in America. And the bottom line is, I don't care how you cut the cake. When we talk about the American dream, it's the American dream. You've never heard of the Russian dream. You've never heard of the Cuban dream, the Nigerian dream, the Spanish dream, not even the English dream have you heard of, but you have heard of the American dream. And the reason why you've heard of the American dream is because America is the place. And this is not a relative point. It is a fact where people from everywhere have come to hear and see their dreams realized. So anyone presenting themselves to you as a relativist, they're trying to sell you something and their process of selling it is absolutely faulty. So in America... It must fail, just like socialism will truly fail in this country. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, may God bless and keep you all.